So you're an attorney and you've decided to go out on your own. Now what? You need a plan and you're not alone. Join expert host Adriana Linares and her distinguished guests on New Solo. Tune into the lively conversation as they share insights and information about how to successfully run your law firm here on Legal Talk Network. Hello, everyone, and welcome to a special episode of New Solo on Legal Talk Network. I'm Adriana Linares. I'm your host. I'm a legal technology trainer and consultant. I help lawyers and law firms use technology better. Before we get started with our guest, I want to make sure and thank some of our sponsors. Thanks to our sponsor, Clio, hosting the 2020 Clio Cloud Conference, which will take place online from October 13th to the 16th. Until the end of this month, you can get special discount passes at $99 each using promo code LTN at cliocloudconference.com. Thanks to our sponsor, Ross Intelligence, the legal research platform that leverages AI to get to the heart of legal issues fast. Go to rossintelligence.com for a 14-day free trial. I want to make sure and thank Alert Communications for sponsoring today's episode. If any law firm is looking for call, intake, or retainer services that are available 24-7, 365, just call 866-827-5568. And I really want to make sure and thank Law Clerk today, where attorneys go to hire freelance lawyers. Visit lawclerk.legal to learn how to increase your productivity and your profits by working with talented freelance lawyers. Greg, I should have had you read that. <laughs> well, I love hearing I love hearing other people say it. Thanks so much for uh, having me, Adriana. Oh, I'm glad to have you because this is going to be a cool conversation. Tell everyone who you are. My name is Greg Garman. Among other things, I am the co-founder of Law Clerk, and I have been a practicing lawyer for uh, uh, regrettably more than two decades. Having to say that, you still run your practice, right? Yeah. Splitting my time is uh, always a challenge. The joke I too often say is that, you know, I'm running law clerk 70% of the time and practicing law 70% of the time, but uh, <laughs> it, it turns out to be the truth. And on top of all that, uh, I don't know if you remember this, Adrian, but my core practice is uh, I'm a chapter 11 bankruptcy lawyer, company side. And so uh, being in the remote legal business and being in the bankruptcy practice, those are both growth industries these days. Wow, that's amazing. So basically, you're not sleeping. It's I'm aging faster than I was last year. And and can I ask you one unrelated question, just because you mentioned it during the warm up, which I think is really interesting. You were a film student, a filmer, a filmmaker before law. No, yeah, so I went to film school before I went to law school. It, it, well, I, I will say that I've, I've dabbled in it. Uh, produced actually, I produced a movie that was headed to a film festival before all the film festivals got shut down. Uh, before so, all the world's fun got canceled, is yes, what I keep saying. Yeah, and, and so I uh, was really no looking kidding. forward to that. Yeah, it was a, it was a Sundance sponsored film, uh, and Get so out we're of still town. so uh, it's still in the can. And when the world gets back going you know, we're going to go back out with it again. But yeah, I've, I've been, I did that before going to law school and then, you know, took a job as a lawyer and built a couple of firms and then a law clerk. And maybe someday I will get back to it. Ah, uh, maybe someday you'll get bored and stop inventing mm -hmm. and doing new things, yeah, but that would be terrible. Aren't we all saying someday too much right now? Yeah, it is. Um, also just tell me real quick, how's everyone in your world's doing? 
really good. Everybody had sort of that April in which, you know, what's going to happen. And, and uh, right. we did have a couple of people who got sick. Oh. But everything turned out to be okay uh, on the teams. And they all say, they, uh, they all want me to tell you hello today. They're all so lovely. Mm-hmm. I really hope everyone is happy and mm-hmm. healthy. They all make me look good. I just tried to draft in, in, in their wake. That's great. So you've noticed a lot of changes and been really in the trenches, not from just running your law firm, but also because of law clerk. So I was excited to have you come on and talk about what you're seeing insofar as lawyers either changing how they practice, growing their practices, figuring out that maybe a distributed workforce isn't that hard to manage, and maybe there are some advantages. So from a very ground level of how the industry has and I never know whether to call it an industry or a profession, or maybe it's a little bit of both. It, it is both. We often talk about we, we, we are engaged in the practice of law, and then we are also engaged in the business of law, and they are not the same thing. Uh, so I am, a, I am a believer it's both. But boy, has it been quite a year that we've seen. Oh, man. March and April. It was just unbelievable what I went through as a consultant helping lawyers in law firms. But then... I'm very proud of how quickly things stabilized. So tell me what you managed to see from either your law firm or specifically from Law Clerk, because I think you get very different insights being a legal technology service provider. Yeah. So Law Clerk, so, you know, let's sort of walk through the timeline. Mid-March but rolls wait, around. Can, beforehand, just in case no one knows what Law Clerk is and does, remind us. I know I just read the commercial, but, you know, give us a little insight since yeah. it's your company. <laughs> so I built Law Clerk when I, I was the managing partner of a large firm and I left to open a smaller boutique of, you know, 15 lawyers. But I missed having kind of on-demand legal talent when I needed a securities lawyer, or a tax lawyer who's down the hall or an army of young associates. So we figured out that there was this need to be able to bring first the gig economy to legal and allow project-based work to get done by licensed US-based uh, uh, graduates of ABA accredited schools. And then our users told us they wanted more. And so we built the Teams feature, which allows you to build a, a, an office of virtual associates that you pay only when you need them and uh, you work with on a regular basis. And you know we implemented that about a year ago and we're, we're in the process of building kind of a, the next product, which will be you know, hiring a fractional associate Mm. Uh, on a you know a quarter or a half of a lawyer, and we're actually starting to to beta test that in the coming weeks. And so we really are are the place where solos and small firms predominantly can find the work to get done, the associates they need, however much they need, and we do it in a way that the overhead uh, doesn't increase and allows them to find new ways to generate revenue. And so we're, we're a revenue generator for solos and small firms uh, in getting work done, leveraging a nationwide pool of associates. And two, you're a source of income for attorneys who might be looking. So yeah, it, yeah. it works both ways. I don't mm-hmm. know if you listened to it, but I think it must have been the December, the January episode. I interviewed an, a young attorney, total hustler, really good business business person, 
Philip Moriello, who worked both sides yep. of Law Clark. <laughs> yeah, about ten percent, just under ten percent of the group does that. And and you know, we, we didn't see that group coming, but it makes perfect sense. The ebbs and flows of law, it's not a steady workflow, you know, it goes up and down. And we do see people on both sides of the equation. And like, that just warms our heart that, you know, we're, we're, we're doing good for everybody. Yeah. And so take a minute, if you don't mind, and for listeners who maybe are brand new graduates, well, whatever we're calling them right now during this hang time, or about to start a new solo practice or had to because maybe they got furloughed, laid off, or their firm has shut down. What's the opportunity through Law Clerk for someone to make money and get experience and get hired? So we're doing thousands and thousands of projects in which, you know, the the, the this business and this profession as we just talked about, there are people who are really good at generating work, and they're not always the people who are best at doing the work, nor are they always the, is it they're always their highest and best use. And so Law Clerk allows solo practitioners, whether they just need a little bit of extra income, or what we really see pretty often is people who've made a decision to be a full-time freelance lawyer to find work to get done. You know, you don't have to go out and find the clients to do it yourself. Other people do that. You do the written work, you do the work in the background, you do the strategy, whatever the case may be, but it allows those people who love the practice of law to do what they do best and to round out the business for solos and smalls who have either more work than they can get done or work that's really not in their subject matter expertise. And so, you know, we have people who have done two or 300 projects as freelancers on the site. And, you know, it's a meaningful piece of their income stream at the end of the day. And one more thing before we take a quick break, just as far as the business, whether you're hiring the attorney or being the attorney from an ethical perspective, remind us it's okay. It's covered. 50 state ethically compliant. We partner with bars across the country. Great. We've we've never had anybody give us a hard time. And if, if a lawyer really wanted to read it, we've got our 100-page white paper. Uh, <laughs> you can go through it. <laughs> Let's save everybody the trouble and remind them that you've done all your due diligence, we're compliant, and uh, should not have a problem. None at all. Well, great. Let's take a quick break, listen to a couple of messages, and then come back and talk about what we've seen happening for the past few months in this crazy professional industry that we both get to be a part of. Learn how to steer your firm confidently into the future at the 2020 Clio Cloud Conference. Featuring marketing visionary Seth Godin and renowned success expert Angela Duckworth as keynote speakers. This one-of-a-kind legal event takes place online from October 13th through the 16th. Attend the conference for a special price of $99 using discount code LTN before the end of this month. Register today at cleocloudconference.com. Law Clerk is where attorneys go to hire freelance lawyers. Whether you need a research memo or a complicated appellate brief, our network of freelance lawyers have every level of experience and expertise. Signing up is free and there are no monthly fees. Only pay the flat fee price you said. Use rebate code NEWSOLO to get a $100 Amazon gift card when you complete your next project. Learn more at lawclerk.legal. All right, we're back. And I've got Greg Garman on from Law Clerk. Greg, you have witnessed probably, like I you know, said a few minutes ago, me too, at ground level, the panic that everyone went through. And now maybe it's chilled a little bit. But what were some of the surprising things you've seen, heard, or learned 
through law clerk by dealing so closely with attorneys that were trying to figure out how to work in this brave new world. The most interesting thing I've seen is that it's forced lawyers to deal with their fears of mm. change. Of change. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> th- there's a reason legal is the largest piece of the economy that technology hasn't disrupted, and it's us. We are <laughs> cautious by nature. We're precedent-based, all those things that people talk about as to why we don't evolve fast enough. But March and April rolled around. And we were forced to get legal work done. Yeah, I mean, courthouses closed for a couple of weeks and clients stopped coming through the door. And, you know, Clio did a great job of doing an analysis of, of you know, legal being off 30% in those early weeks. But, but at the end of the day, legal still had to get done. We still had clients to help. And we figured out overnight that what we all had been talking about for a decade of can remote legal work, it worked. Yeah, better than most even suspected it ever could, except people like us. (laughs) My firm is probably never going to go back full-time in the office because we are actually operating more efficiently, more profitably, and busier in a distributed workforce. And I think we're going to, you know, we're going to see a lot of firms do that. So at Lockwork though, what we saw was that changing customer preferences is always what we were worried about. We, we were always worried about, are we going to be here long enough? You know, can we sustain the, the growth and the investment to allow lawyers to change the way they get work done? And, you know, we always used to face those questions of, do you want me to work with a lawyer who's like working over the internet or working from home? And, and you know, we're, we're sort of stodgy that way. Then Law Clerk had that moment where we, we equated to Uber. Uber, you remember when Uber had that moment in which it was, you want me to get in a stranger's car? And then overnight it became get home safe. I'm totally getting in a stranger's car. Take an, yeah, t- <laughs> get home safe, take an Uber. It, there was that overnight moment. And we've, we've seen that in law. Legal's down, but we're, we've doubled in size since January. So when you say that, do you mean doubled in size of attorneys hiring Law clerk, the, the number lawyers, of, the number of projects, projects. That, have, that go through the site have doubled. The value of the projects has gone up. It really has been that lawyers said, "Okay, I still got to get the work done. Uh, how am I going to do it?" And they've looked around, and you know, it's not just us. Remote legal, whatever the whatever the case may be, remote legal is working. Courts figured out how to do Zoom appearances, uh, depositions. Uh, we've figured out how to do those remotely. Legal made, I, don't, I won't say a 180 overnight, but you know, it made a huge turn yeah. overnight and its lasting implications, I think, are bigger than what people initially imagined they were going to be. So when it comes to this concept of flexible staffing models, right, which is probably a term a lawyer didn't call a law clerk and say, oh, I'm interested in looking into this flexible staffing model concept for this remote work. <laughs> no. <laughs> what do they say? They call and they say, I need to get more work done and I need to maintain my, my cost structure. I, 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 need to, I need to lower the cost of what I was previously doing. Rent, all that overhead that goes along with space is, is the natural thing. And in this environment, disproportionately what people are saying is, Strong companies, strong firms grow in tough economic times. You know, that's a that's a age-old principle. The best businesses grow during hard times. I need to find a way to grow my firm, and I need to do it in a smart way in which I can control the costs and maintain my profitability. And that's where the conversation gets to at the end of the day. But when they call, they say, these are my goals. How do I grow? How do I maintain my costs? And most importantly, 
How do I take home more money and like protect the paycheck that I'm used to? And that's where we start. And so I'm curious because if you were solo before in, in February, you were solo in March and April. If you were a two-person firm in February, you were probably a two-person firm March, April, and May. So what happened that suddenly they needed more help than they had and found law clerk or you know found a way to take advantage of the gig economy? Was it they had the time, finally, some downtime and say, you know, we've been meaning to get that part-time associate for a while. Let's look into that. Or did the work increase even though the economy had technically shut down? Like, do you know where this influx came from? Yeah. You know, there's not one answer, but there is a couple of answers that, that account for most of it. Work was down. There's just no doubt about the fact that it was down. But people who run firms realized that they needed to spend time at their highest and best use. And that's drumming up business. That's out there hitting the street, keeping up with the clients, finding a way to get work in the door. And so the most successful solos and small firms, they spent their time on their highest and best use. And they realized that in a world of specialization, it's not the most efficient to, you know, if you're an estate planning lawyer and you got a, and you got a client who comes through the door and need, they need a lease, you don't want to send them down the street in this environment. You don't want to send them to somebody else. Could you do a lease? Yeah, you could. Is it the most effective use of your time to, 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 to go to that lease? No. So they, they come to law clerk in a world of specialization and they go out and they find just that freelance lawyer who has the skill set and the level of experience that they need to get that particular piece of business done. And they couldn't do it if they had to go hire four associates, a litigator, a corporate associate, an estate planning lawyer, whatever the case may be. And and so what I think this environment has taught people is that efficiency is critical and finding exactly the right person to do the discrete task is more efficient than spending your time kind of learning the subject, putting the document together from scratch. And what we're seeing is that the kind of forward focusing lawyers are saying, all right, I'm going to make sure I've got the back office there to get the work done, but I'm going to double down on my efforts to go out there and build the client base and bring the work in the door in a world that's a zero sum game right now. They're taking it from somebody else. And so that is the, the, what we see, which is this, the most entrepreneurial of the lawyers and law firms out there in the world are doing well at the cost of those who are unwilling to change their old ways. I feel like it was, and by it, I mean, March, April, beginning of May, because by mid-May, I feel like everyone had found their groove, very proud of every law firm, lawyer, everyone who managed to make this change, law firms who figured out, who ran out and bought laptops for their staff and sent them home to work. I mean, really some of the stories are inspiring. It was pretty awesome. But I feel too that at some point it was this time of enlightenment. And I think that's what you're describing is finally they had this time to really realize how delicate a law firm is how how the success and the health of a law firm is always hanging by the balance, but they never take the time to figure out how to make it healthier, how to make it stronger, because it's survival mode. I, I feel like most lawyers I meet are in constant survival mode. So, you know, the old saying, and it's cliche, but it's true, is that, you know, your talent and your your assets go home every night when the people leave. 
and we sent them home permanently not to return. And that's right. a, a really scary proposition not to have sort of too much inside baseball. But, you know, when we were, when it looked as if things were getting a little darker in uh, kind of the early days of March, you know, we built our firm to be remote from day one for the lawyers, but we never contemplated the staff would be remote. Mm-hmm. That's most firms. Yeah. yeah. So we, so I went out and bought scanners and laptops and everything for all the staff members. And one of my partners came to me and, you know, she called it the Garmin panic plan. She's like, what are you doing with the, with this panic plan? Like everything is going to be fine. And then like by the <laughs> next day we had sent everyone home. And, <laughs> and so for us, kind of the first weeks of both companies at Lockwork and, and the firm were, we need to make sure that we've built a culture that you know, we still have our talent and people are happy and we're figuring out, you know, how to do daily check-ins and those sorts of things because sending home all of your assets and telling them we have no idea when you're going to return is a super scary thing to do. Oh God, I just can't imagine. Well, great. Let's take another quick break. We'll come back and talk some more about the technology enlightenment period that the legal profession faced during the early weeks of the COVID crisis. As the largest legal-only call center in the U.S., Alert Communications helps law firms and legal marketing agencies with new client intake. Alert captures and responds to all leads 24-7, 365 as an extension of your firm in both English and Spanish. Alert uses proven intake methods, customizing responses as needed, which earns the trust of clients and improves client retention. To find out how Alert can help your law office, call 866-827-5568 or visit alertcommunications.com forward slash LTN. Artificial intelligence won't outpace lawyers anytime soon, but lawyers who use AI are already outpacing lawyers who do not. With Ross Intelligence, lawyers conducting legal research leverage AI to get to the heart of legal issues fast. Ask a question on the Ross Legal Research platform and Ross will return on point case law. Go to rossintelligence.com today and get a 14-day free trial. Use promo code LEGALTALK for 10% off. All right, we're back. I'm here with Greg Garman, founder of Law Clerk and owner of a fully distributed remote law firm. Greg, I wanted to ask you next time, you know, you mentioned, I, I asked you in the last segment, you know, what were the surprises? What were interesting and new? Anything you thought of before I ask you my next question that we didn't mention? Oh boy, there is so much that's uh, happening in the world. The big one was what we talked about. And then what I've also found interesting is that I think for the first time, law firms are actually looking at the underlying business model and like how the business model is going to change. And so um, the conversation I have disproportionately more than what we used to talk about are how do I get away from the billable hour into something that makes more efficient, mm. makes more efficient sense? And, you know, it's, it's always dangerous because I've, I've learned some, somebody smart once told me the plural of anecdote is not data, but I've been having, <laughs> I've been having that conversation pretty often and we'll see if people stick, stick with it. But I actually think this might be the age in which people are starting to think about and change their business model and move away from the billable hour. Be very interesting to see. I know a lot of professionals that would be pleased to see such a giant shift. Tell me a little bit about how collaboration works for your law firm. Like what technologies are you using? Are you all using Teams? Are you using Google services? And then from the law clerk side, 
how do you make it easy for the hiring attorney to work, which has been your model the whole time, right? I mean, you guys have obviously been ahead of the ahead of the time, but give me some idea how the technology and collaboration works and how you how you either how you and your firm do it or how you hear from clients that they are creating that community that you typically have inside of a firm using technology services Zoom. Yeah. So I'm going to take it backwards because one of the things we didn't really realize that we had built with Lockwork was we had built these remote workflow tools. You know, we dealt with communication and document sharing, and we had dealt with remote conflicts and timekeeping. And we didn't really fully realize that we had built a platform for work to get done remotely until the time came when people were deeding more than just the gig economy and legal. They were looking for these tools. And so we certainly use a lot of our own tools because, you know, we do lean on law clerk. You know, we have 20 lawyers, but we could have 30, but we outsource the rest because it makes more sense. So on, you're your own customer? We are. That's where we started. Mm-hmm. When when it, when it yeah. kind of a funny story is when we got started, I went to all the associates and I said, okay, we're not going to talk to you for six weeks. Like this is the only way we're going to get any work done in the firm. And we're going to alpha test the whole system. Huh. Uh, that's, that's how we, we first tested it. But building a culture has been primarily based upon Slack and Zoom. You know, we've got document management and we as a firm use Clio, but we we have set regular calls, uh, video calls that mm-hmm. didn't exist when we were in person. That's the interesting thing is these meetings of department meetings and firm meetings and meetings with the whole team, like they didn't exist when we were all in the same building. And I actually communicate with more people on a daily basis than I did when we were all occupying the same space in person. A totally fascinating social phenomenon. It, it is. Like I, yeah. I, I definitely know some people better than mm-hmm. I did when you know we worked 40 feet from one another. But we've been very deliberate in holding meetings that are as much kind of bond building bonds as it is about just the the free flow of information you know we we, we didn't we didn't have these friday morning meetings before mm-hmm. and at lockwork it's even more intensive and in that we hold a 4:30 daily meeting and videos op- not optional like you got you've got to be on video and we hold it every single day and like one day a week we cover you know a business issue but then as an example today's a thursday on thursdays somebody is tasked with with making a presentation that has to be wholly unrelated to the business that we're in and they're called b&b's they're you know like these presentations and beer uh but uh like last week was one on like conspiracy theories and so we've sort of built these moments where people have to sort of interact with one another and then on fridays we play a game and they sound silly but everybody actually enjoys them. And I think the culture is stronger than it's ever been. And we have now formally made the decision that we're going to be a distributed workforce. And the office is always going to be there. And it's going to be a place of convenience. It's going to be a place where, you know, if you have to have a meeting, you have a meeting. If you've got kids who are too loud, you can work there. But we've we've made the formal decision not to go back full time in the way that we did before. Oh, that's so amazing. I can't wait to see. It's going to take us a couple of years really to figure out who makes that decision and keeps that decision. I'll tell you a quick side story very related to that. I work part-time for the San Diego County Bar Association. They're about 25 people. And every Friday since this started, they've been having Zoom meetings. Now, they always had staff meetings before, but in order to make it 
maybe more fun or just try to somehow indoctrinate everyone into this weirdness, they play get to know you in social games. So the idea of playing a game, like you just said, it sounds silly. It sounds silly, but the truth is, and the executive director has said this over and over again, she has gotten to know every one of her employees and staff and directors better through this time. Through And believe me, they're they want to go back and still have that physical interaction when they need it, but they will do it now being better friends, better communicators, understanding each other's job roles, which I think is a problem always in almost any organization is the communication between departments and who does what, who knows what, and, and that flow of information. They have become a much more cohesive and stronger team than they could have ever done trying to do these things in bits and bytes during a busy business environment with members coming in out of the bar, deliveries being made, meetings being held, phones ringing. So there really is something magical about this time that I think we just aren't really going to understand for a little longer. I am a huge believer that unintended consequences rule the world. And the unintended consequences of uh, of us sort of doing what we had to do are profound. And I yeah. think that it's going to be a slog and it's going to be painful for a while, but we're going to come out of this better. And one of the interesting things that's happened to me is that I hired a lawyer who I have now met in person because he has been with the firm long enough that like we both went to the office, but we hired someone having never having done an interview over Zoom, sending him a box with all the equipment that he would need and getting to work for, I mean, literally months without ever physically being in the same room. That was a fairly wild and new experience for me. That's amazing. I have a good friend in San Francisco who had a solo practice. His name is Glenn Caton. He's just one of my favorite people. And he interviewed and took a job. And same thing, has not been in the office, has not. And he said, it's really weird starting a new job like this, but they figured it out and they're successful and he loves it. And it's another just, we're going to hear stories like this over and over again for a long time to come. I think it's really fascinating. Well, any pearls before I let you go? Any tips, any advice, any suggestions for listeners? Yeah, I've already said it, but I, I do believe that this is the moment in time in which the strongest um, consume market share and the weak disproportionately sort of fall off. And so I do encourage firms of all size to not just hunker down, but to use this time to, to look for ways to cut your costs, to grow your firm, to find a way to increase your market share, because uh, history is ripe with the fact that this is when the strongest do the best. Not everyone can be the strongest, but we hope for it. No, it's true. It's definitely survival of the fittest if we've ever seen it in our very own, like literally ev evolution before our eyes is happening right now. Well, Greg, before I let you go, tell everyone where they can find friend or follow you. And of course, same with Lockwork. So Lockwork, uh, you can find us at lockwork.legal. We've got a great YouTube page. There's a bunch of social media around Follow the Shark. And uh, I am on Twitter. You can find me there. But that's about the only social platform that uh, I'm interacting on these days. But we'd love for people to, to not only check out what we're doing at Lockwork, but we've put a lot of really great resources up for lawyers to uh, focus on their business and focus on their cost structure in this time. And so even if, even if we're not your thing, 
thing for how to, to change your business. I think we have put together a lot that can help lawyers in this time. I think it's the legal technology companies that are helping to really educate and promote and encourage law firms to evolve and do it quickly and, and efficiently. I mean, most of the services that are available today are not expensive, including law clerk. Well, thanks so much, Greg. Really appreciate you coming on the show today. I appreciate it. Adriana, thanks so much for having me. I will say that, that, that this is, uh, it's, uh, you don't know I'm going to do this, but this is the show that probably has, uh, we disproportionately hear from your listeners uh, at Law Clerk uh, more than any of the other shows that we've been on. Uh, and uh, we've all seen it. So thanks so much. That gives me goosebumps. I appreciate that. I don't make money from doing this podcast and I rarely even get clients from it. And all the time I'm like, oh, this podcast again. And then inevitably, every time I have that thought, I get an email or a note on Twitter, somebody just saying, thank you so much. The show has been so helpful. Your guests are, are always so helpful. And it's, it's people like you that come on here and help them and we help each other. And that's one of the reasons I love this community so much. I might actually cry a little bit. <laughs> Adriana, cosmic karma. You may not you may not know exactly how it's benefiting your life, but cosmic karma is true and it's in effect. And I have no doubt that it's working for you. I know. I love it. It makes me so happy when I hear that. It's just, it's very satisfying. So thank you. And I'm glad. I, I think Law Clerk is a very cool service and I'm glad it's there that I can point lawyers to. I love having good resources. So listeners, if you have other good resources that I should know about and share, make sure you send me an email or hit me up on Twitter and um, let me know what those are. I want everyone's pearls and I want to share them with everyone because it's just, it's what we do. All right. Well, thanks for listening to New Solo today. If you like what you've heard, make sure you subscribe, rate, give us a good review on iTunes, share this podcast with your colleagues and friends. It's a tough time for everybody. And I know we've got good information on here. We'll see you next time. And remember, you're not alone. You're a new solo. Thanks for listening to New Solo with host Adriana Linares. Tune in again to learn more about how to successfully run your new practice solo here on Legal Talk Network. The views expressed by the participants of this program are their own and do not represent the views of, nor are they endorsed by, Legal Talk Network, its officers, directors, employees, agents, representatives, shareholders, and subsidiaries. None of the content should be considered legal advice. As always, consult a lawyer. If you're a lawyer running a solo or small firm and you're looking for other lawyers to talk through issues you're currently facing in your practice, join the Unbillable Hours Community Roundtable, a free virtual event on the third Thursday of every month. Lawyers from all over the country come together and meet with me, lawyer and law firm management consultant Christopher T. Anderson, to discuss best practices on topics such as marketing, client acquisition, hiring and firing, and time management. The conversation is free to join, but requires a simple reservation. The link to RSVP can be found on the unbillable hour page at LegalTalkNetwork.com. We'll see you there.